Morning, everybody. Um, we're going to read the scripture together in a moment. Um, Darren, if you get the um, slide show up, that'd be great. So um, let's pray. Uh, Lord, as we think about this beatitude, this next saying of Jesus, uh, pray that you'd be close to us and with us and speak to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. When I was at Bible school, I had a good friend called Darren, and he's probably about 10 years older than me. We used to uh, do workouts together in his living room, um, and he was from Hollywood, but not Hollywood America, Hollywood near Belfast. Um, and he's a very funny man. He loved the crack, uh, i.e. a good time. Um, and and <laughs> Nights out. Um, and uh, he would be brilliant at storytelling and would have everyone listening to his stories and laughing. And he had this great one about um, his uh, first year studying theology in Belfast as a 20-something, where him and his friends had done basically no work the whole time term and had played pool instead of attending lectures and not I'm not encouraging this to any young people thinking about going to university and um, uh, their tutor asked whether he could pray with them with Darren and his friends the the day before their exams started and so um, they said yeah you can pray for us and the tutor prayed a prayer something like this dear lord I lift before you these young men at the beginning of their lives, laid out before them. And tomorrow, dear Lord, we pray that your justice would be done. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, instead of saying um, uh, goodbye or see you later, uh, Darren would always say, stay pure which um, would always leave me feeling a little bit anxious <laughs> as I said goodbye. So now, whenever I uh, hear the word pure or blessed are the pure in, in heart, I think of my friend Darren, stay pure. <laughs> um, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Um, shall we stand together and do an eye test by reading this scripture together? Let's stand and we'll read this um, together. Um, uh, those at the back, you know, just, just mumble along, that's fine. <laughs> you can see me afterwards for a free Specsaver voucher. Um, now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Get smaller. smaller. Yeah. So this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is the passage. 
<laughs> this is the passage in Eugene Peterson's translation, The Message. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. So this verse has got something to do with integrity. If someone has integrity, it means there's a consistency um, in who they are, no matter what the situation might be, no matter where you might find them or what time of the day or place they're in. It's close to the word authenticity. I think that's something, authentic people is something we really um, admire in our society, sometimes because they're rare and we crave authenticity. Uh, People who aren't pretending, they're not wearing a mask. Someone who is the same person in the different areas of their lives. And let's say we have three areas of our lives, or we live three different lives. The public life, So it's the way most people see you at church, at work, or at school, or college. And then you have your private life, where those very close see you, close family and friends. For me, it's Ivy and Zeke. Am I the same person with them? I kick less people than (laughs) Ivy and Zeke, no. Um, And then there's the um, secret life, where it's just you, and the only people who know who you are in that secret life, the inner life, is you. And if we believe in God, of course, God. Um, And over the past years, there's been a reckoning in our public life, in our society, where the mismatch in people's public, private and secret lives have come out in the wash. You know, we've got the Me Too movement that revealed many of our institutions to be Um, rotten in this way. People that we trusted in entertainment, in education, policing, politics, and very, very sadly also the church, uh, individuals led inconsistent lives um, and really hurt people. They pulled the wool over people's eyes. Um, Jesus, I think, in our culture is thought of as a, a wise teacher, a kind man, you know that phrase, meek and mild. And of course, Jesus is all of those things. But when you read the Gospels, you discover that he's actually quite rude, um, at least to some people, or abrasive. Um, it, later in Matthew's Gospel, we have these seven woes that he speaks to the Pharisees and scribes, the religious people of the day. And it really is, he just, he really does let rip. Um, woe to you. You Pharisees, you scribes, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs. Outside you look lovely, but inside are the bones of the dead. Woe to you, you hypocrites, you scribes. You clean the outside of the cup, but the inside is filthy. I cleaned the inside of my car the other day without cleaning the outside and felt quite holy. Um, (laughs) He says, you snakes, you brood of vipers, and on and on. Uh, It's a a real tirade. It's it's, sobering if you want to read chapter 23. A hypocrite. A hypocrite is, um, it's a pretender. These are Greek actors wearing masks. It's literally where the word comes from, a hypocrite. Um, Jesus is most concerned with our hearts, our 
inner lives. He says things like, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, or a tree is known by its fruit. A good person produces good fruit from the goodness stored up in their heart. Beyond authenticity or integrity, there's something about this phrase, pure in heart, that means the one who has their heart set on God. The one who has an undivided heart, a focused heart on God. Uh, Let's uh, maybe have a quick uh, guess quiz. What do you think is the most recited verse of the Old Testament in Jesus' time? Any ideas? What could it be? Could be part of Psalm 23. Any, any, uh, any raising on that? And that's, that's a good one. James, oh, Jamie probably knows the answer, so let's come to him last. No. Anyone else? Oh, which, which, which verse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, yeah, it definitely is Deuteronomy 6.4, the Shema. Well done, Rosie. You can have a Maoem. And actually, what I should have said at the beginning, um, if uh, any of you children, young people, if you can remember this, and we're going to be a bit stricter this time, because I think I've been lax on this, and we're also going to be a bit stricter in that you can only eat your Maoem. It's not a whole pack of Haribos. You all went a bit hyper last time. <laughs> You have, to, you have to wait until your parents or carer gives you permission to eat it at home. <laughs> no, you can be now, but if there's hyperness and there'll be no more sweets. <laughs> if, if you can get up here and recite this memory verse, then you can have a mawam. And we're looking at, uh, at the end of this talk. Um, so Deuteronomy 6.4 Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then it goes on to say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that word there, ahad, if you want to learn a Hebrew word to charm someone that you might want to charm. Uh, ahad means, um, it means one. So it's the, this is like the foundation for monotheism. There is one God, but it also has an, another meaning also means you are my one and only. You are the special one to me. I only have eyes for you. You are my ehad. Um, I think it's even nicer in Arabic, but you are my ehad. It's a similar word. I think it's ehad in Arabic. The opposite of a pure heart is a divided heart. So the opposite of a pure heart is a divided heart. And I think just as those with a pure heart will see God, I think if we have a divided heart, it becomes harder and harder to see God. Um, There are many ways in which our hearts can become divided, but one way that I've seen lots of my friends and family members uh, who have been following Jesus begin to have a divided heart, this can be for you young people, is they stop when they... um, they, they start dating someone who doesn't know Jesus, a non-Christian, and they come up with all sorts of stories. I've heard them so many times. His, his granny was a Catholic, or uh, <laughs> he, he went to um, Soul Survivor uh, 15 years ago and really enjoyed it, um, and, and et cetera, et cetera. And um, of course, l- 
there's many, many examples of people who have thriving relationships with those of who aren't um, Christians. And yet, I've seen it so often be one of the things that um, causes people's love for Jesus to grow cold. I'm just saying this is, I don't have a massive theory, it's just what I've um, observed. Particularly when someone's faith might be weaker or immature, uh, that it had moves from God as the one and only slowly to actually the boy or the girl being that it had. Um, but there are lots of other ways in which our hearts can become divided. Jesus talks about money, doesn't he? Uh, you cannot serve both God and money. You must choose. It's the same for power and any idol, really, like career or the perfect family or sporting achievement. That's a big one for me. <laughs> Not really. Actually, it is. Um, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. These things can divide our hearts. So what is Jesus saying? Is he saying, could we translate it by saying, blessed are the perfect, for they'll see God in heaven? Um, I really don't think so. I, I hate the word perfect. I think we should make the word perfect a swear word in church. This idea of perfection uh, or um, uh, righteousness in our own merit, our own works. Um, and I think Jesus, he, d- he uses the words like good and whole, uh, mature. Even when he uses the word perfect, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. It, it means to be fully grown, to be all that God made you to be. I want to finish by thinking about the story of King David. So on the surface, it's bizarre that King David who is he's a lover, he's also a fighter, he's um, a scallywag, a poet, a hellraiser, a king. That uh, He's all of these things, and yet he's called a man after God's own heart. And there is a sense that with all of his mess, he is pursuing a life after God with a pure heart. So, after David has done something unmentionable, really, unmentionable, certainly before nine o'clock, if you're going to go through any details, um, those who know, know. Um, he, he, he writes this poem, this, he writes this song as a song of repentance and love song to Jesus, really just saying to God, really just saying, this is where I'm at. And uh, I found this, I read this in, the message translation and found it really spoke to myself. So I'm going to read it. Perhaps if we close our eyes or you can keep them open and look at the eye test. Um, And I'm going to read this over you, thinking of repentance. Generous in love, God, give grace. Huge in mercy, wipe out my bad record. Scrub away my guilt Soak out my sins in your laundry. I know how bad I've been. My sins are staring me down. You're the one I've violated. And you've seen it all. Seen the full extent of my evil. You have all the facts before you. Whatever you decide about me is fair. I've been out of step with you for a long time. In the wrong since before I was born. 
What you're after is truth from the inside out. Enter me then, conceive a new true life. Soak me in your laundry and I'll come out clean. Scrub me and I'll have a snow white life. Tune me in to foot tapping songs. Set these once broken bones to dancing. Don't look too close for blemishes. Give me a clean bill of health. God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. Don't throw me out with the trash or fail to breathe holiness into me. Bring me back from grey exile. Put a fresh wind in my sails. Going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. I learned God worship when my pride was shattered. Heart shattered lives ready for love. Don't for a moment escape God's notice. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. So just ask you a few questions before we close and hear our memory verses. Are you a consistent person across the public, private and secret areas of your life? Do your actions and words match the values that you want to live by? Can you think of situations where for various reasons, possibly fear, insecurity or pride, you wear a mask, pretend to be someone you're not? Is your heart focused on God as your ahad, your one and only? Or does something else fill that place? If you're like me, then the answer to those questions is yes, sort of, I think so. (laughs) Um, And maybe if your answer is that, congratulations, because you're poor in spirit. You've realized you can't make it on your own and you have need, a need that God can help. Before God, you've taken off your mask. So before we hear our memory verses and go into our zones, shall we pray this prayer now in the New International Version? Let's pray this together. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me.